Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. We've spoken many times in, in past podcasts here about the size of the commitment required to purchase a home, uh, whether you are a first-time buyer or have been through the process before. Really, the, the magnitude of the commitment can't be overstated. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and very pleased to welcome you back to the podcast. Uh, today, our focus will be on real estate closings, and we're going to discuss one very critical element of that process, the home inspection. And along with me is a very experienced, highly regarded attorney, Kelly Anderson, a partner at Lavelle Law. Uh, Kelly, of course, has been with us before and always welcome uh, her back to the podcast when she has time. So good afternoon, Kelly. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I know the real estate market has peak seasons, but um, as someone who has twice moved into new homes in the month of December, is it safe to say that the market never really comes to a complete stop for you? (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't. And uh, this year was another really big year, and November actually has been really big, surprisingly so. Um, and we'll, we've definitely got some contracts in the in the bucket for December as well. Well, let's start by talking shop a little bit here and going through the notes for the discussion. You know, I, I noticed that um, you mentioned that there's sort of a standard template for a real estate offer that's used in Illinois. Can you just tell me a little bit about that document? Yeah, it's a standard residential 6.1 contract, and it has, um, you know, a number of key provisions in it. And the important ones are things like uh, the inspection contingency provision. There's an attorney review provision. There's a mortgage contingency provision, and those are all things that buyers really need to. Um, be aware of because there's some timing issues there and they need to get certain things done within those time frames. So let's, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, the the topic here is the the home inspection provision. So uh, what does that entail within that uh, 6.1 document? So First off, I, I'd like to tell everybody, um, I think sometimes people are you know, buying a new home or brand new construction or they're buying um, a home that they've been a tenant in already and they don't think they need an inspection. And I say get one, no matter what, no matter how good, the thing, or good a condition you think the property's in, get one. But um, and the contract specifically provides for it. The contract's clear that you have the right to get an inspection, and specifically it states a buyer may conduct at buyer's expense any or all of the following inspections of the real estate by one or more licensed or certified inspection services. So you can't just call your dad up and have your dad come in if he's a handyman. Um, A home inspection, they can do a radon, environmental inspection, lead-based paint, lead-based paint hazards, or wood-destroying insect infestation. They can do any of those type of inspections. And home inspection is obviously incredibly broad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And there's, you know, I remember going through this and there's some things I want to point out, but I I want to go back to what you said because I know a lot of young first-time buyers in particular might you know, call up dad and say, hey, can you come check this place out? We're thinking of buying it and get some advice. Um, Does that count as an inspection? And as I think I just heard you say, it's really not advisable to do it that way. In fact, by the contract, it it can't work that way. Is that right? 
Right. I mean, if you want to follow the letter of the contract, you need to have a licensed inspector because what if your dad says, you know, oh, I think the HVAC system needs repairs. Well, you, the seller may say, well, your dad isn't a licensed inspector. You know, they don't know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. So it just it, it behooves anyone, and it's not a huge expense to go out and get a licensed inspector and somebody who's not, um, you know, super biased or is who's going to make a bigger deal out of things than need be. You need an inspector who's really experienced. And and how do we go about finding someone like that? Um, are these people who just do this professionally and, and this is what they do and Absolutely. know how to go through the process? Yes. And I mean, I have names I give people, but um, typically if you're working with an agent, and most people are, um, they can get a referral from their agent. They usually know good ones. Um, you can look them up online. There's obviously reviews online for inspectors, inspection services too. And, and I definitely want to talk about the elements of that process, but you also mentioned that certain things in the contract have certain timing implications. What are the timing constraints or requirements for an inspection? The inspection section of the contract specifically says that you need to do your inspection within five business days of the acceptance of the contract. So once the seller accepts your offer, the five business days starts to run and you have to get it scheduled in that time. But you also have to give notice to the seller of any issues you find during the inspection. So it's in your best interest to get that inspection done you know, within the next couple of days after the seller signing the contract so that you then have time to investigate further if you need to or get a letter out right away with your request. And historically, would would the inspector just do this on their own, or would the buyer and or buyer's attorney be on site when it happens? Buyer's attorney is not. Um, Buyers should be on site, and I tell all my buyers, ask your inspector a lot of questions. I'm not an inspector. Um, I know what the contract says about what you can inspect, but I don't know the, the gravity of certain things. So they definitely want to be there, ask lots of questions, um, and usually the agent is there as well, their agent, because they can help um, facilitate things or even preview issues with the other agent um, before the attorneys get involved even. Mm-hmm. Start talking about what might need to get done. Um, exactly. You mentioned some things, you know, that that need to get checked, or that are that you have the right to check. Um, so when an inspector comes in, are they are they also looking at you know certain structural and mechanical items, uh, just you know the general well-being of the house, or are they restricted to, you know, does this light switch work, and are there signs of rodents or pests, or, or what can or can't they do specifically? They can really look at anything. I mean, it it does say you can do a home inspection. It calls it a home inspection, which is very, very broad. But the the contract also says that minor repairs and routine maintenance items are not considered defects, and they're not part of the contingency. And with every home, you're going to see minor defects. You're going to see some, you know, loose door handles or maybe chipped tiles or nail holes in the walls. And a lot of times inspectors do note those things. But if it's a good inspector, he's also going to say, you know, this is, uh, you know, a minor repair, not urgent, or they're going to make notation that this is just a a recommended thing that you deal with or something you might want to do. It's not a, a major defect. But the contract goes further in that same section and says um, uh, the censure you can you, 
you're supposed to cover the major components of the real estate, like the central heating, the central cooling, plumbing, well system if there is one, electrical, roof, walls, windows, doors, ceilings, appliances, foundations. So those are all um, things that an inspector should look at, and if there's major problems with them, should be noting those. Well, we're going to take a look at the opposite side of this now. We're talking to Kelly Anderson, a partner at LaValle Law, and she's taking some time to join us uh, on Chicago's Legal Latte. Uh, as, as you know, Kelly's an excellent contributor to this podcast series, and some of her podcasts have uh, actually been among the most popular we've produced over the years. You can find and download them at LavelleLaw.com and on iTunes. And while at LavelleLaw.com, if you check out the real estate page, you're going to come across some articles that uh, Kelly has written as well that are very, very valuable. So we're talking about the buyer and the inspection. On the other side sits the seller. Uh, they get the inspection report. What obligation, if any, do they have to then begin addressing things? Here's the thing. A buyer can ask for pretty much anything they want, but the seller's not obligated to do anything. It's truly a negotiation. And because there are, you know, this is the sort of non-legal aspect of it, there's a lot of personalities and personal situations involved. Um, you don't know what the seller's going through. You don't know if, you know, they priced it at the rock-bottom price. Um so it's tough to know how they're going to respond. That said, the best course of action if you're a buyer is to limit your request to the things that you're technically allowed to inspect and that are truly defective. If you, for instance, ask a seller to patch up nail holes or shampoo the carpet, you run the risk of aggravating them and, and maybe they're already in a bad situation and they may say no even to your legitimate requests. So stick to things like safety concerns, electrical overtapping, radon mitigation, windows that are leaking, mold, big items. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you could run the risk of aggravating them and they don't actually have to do anything. Yeah, and, well, so let's talk about those big items. That, that's something that as a buyer you say, look, I don't want to move in the house unless the radon issue is addressed or something significant. And some of those might take time. And we're talking about, uh, you know, a timely process here. Um, does the whole purchase process sort of go on hold for a little bit until that's all certified and complete, or how do you handle that as an attorney to make sure it gets done? So typically, you, you prepare or we prepare a letter with requests in it, and we um, say you know these things need to be done on or before closing with receipts provided by the closing, and every buyer does a walkthrough before the closing. So. If, if the seller agrees to do anything, then you make sure that they've agreed to provide you with receipts that um, your clients are going to get up in there and do a walkthrough. And if it's something that needs to sort of be, I recently had a situation come up where something needed to be inspected before they closed a wall back up. And in those situations, you just negotiate that, hey, let us know when this is done and the contract's going to remain contingent on our approval of the repairs that have been made. And are there circumstances in which the seller says, look, fine, you know, I understand you want these things done. I don't want to deal with it. Let's just take it off the price of the house. I'll give you a lower price and you do whatever you want after you move in. Is that done and is it advisable? It's absolutely done. And it really depends. I mean, um, sometimes I have clients who are 
you know, think that these are real big safety concerns that need to be addressed immediately. And in those cases, you know, I would suggest that the seller or impress upon the seller that you want it done before closing. You don't want to move into a house that has issues. But there's a whole host of things that can sort of um, factor into that decision. And sometimes, you know, you're dealing with um, sellers who have moved out, who don't live locally, um, and they don't want to try and arrange for repairs and they may just want to offer a credit and that's you know it really is personal preference and it doesn't it's not something that would kill a deal typically um, so long as they're willing to do something now this one may take us into a whole nother topic and you can rein me in if, if you'd like here but um, uh, in a situation where an inspection is done there's perhaps a list of things that are of concern you can't reach an agreement so the deal falls apart uh, now a new buyer comes in is that old inspection from the first buyer relevant at all or does that sort of just disappear and they've got well, to start over? If if any material defects come up that the seller didn't know about and they now do know about, they have to update their disclosures to the new buyer. So all sellers fill out this form called a residential real property disclosure that has to be given to buyers. And there's a, a whole list of things that the seller has to mark whether they have knowledge of any of these things. And so if, if a radon issue came up, um, with the prior inspection, they would have to tell the new buyer, and that's going to create a problem. So with some of these big items, it really is in the seller's best interest to take care of them um, you know, with the first buyer because the next buyer is going to come along and want the same things. And just as a side note here before I let you go because we're getting near the end, but I'm picturing all this happening on a residential property. Does the inspection process take place the same way on commercial property? Um, it does. It's it's you know it it kind of depends on on the property, but yes, um, I absolutely tell my sellers to get a good inspection. And in in commercial properties, you're more likely to get uh, environmental inspections. I never see that happen with residential, although you're perfectly entitled to. Um, but with a commercial inspection, a lot of people want to um, take a look at the environmental condition of the property, but. In, in every property that you're looking to buy, you should get a full um, and thorough inspection. Well, as always, exceptional advice from uh, Attorney Kelly Anderson. We're going to let Kelly go. Thank you so much for being with us, Kelly, and uh, always look forward to talking to you again down the road. Um, we uh, want to point you back to LavelleLaw.com if you want to get some more information about the real estate process uh, and what to, to expect from a legal perspective. Uh, LavelleLaw.com, or you can always give Kelly a call, um, 847-705-7555 is the number that gets you into Lavelle Law. Uh, for more information, visit the website, talk to the attorneys there, and uh, uh, we certainly look forward to further real estate and a little legal conversations with Kelly and her colleagues in the future, and look forward to having you join us for those as well. Thanks so much for being here.